Good morning. It's Todd again. Time for another edition of Spinning Singles. And we left off with um, November 1983. And we're going to pick up with the week of November 19th. 1983, and that's the uh, week of the Billboard Hot 100, and we're talking about the top 40 songs that made the top 40 that week, and I throw in a few um, Hot 100 ones um, that mean something to me. So we're going to get started with the highest debut that week, and it came in all the way up at number 24, so it was really moving at that time, and it jumped up from 42. It's by Duran Duran, and they were hot, very hot at that time period. And it's called Union of the Snake. And it would come in at 24 and would go to number three for three weeks. So it was a big, big hit. Did have a picture sleeve, and the picture sleeve is green with them on the cover. And it shows a picture of a snake on the back. And what's unique about this 45 is it's got one of those custom capital labels. It's a white label with an eye with a couple triangles up top. And, uh, you know, if it came without the picture sleeve, it was in the purple capital sleeve. But with the picture sleeve, Duran Duran does have some value. So I'd say it's probably a 5 to $6 record if you can find the rec- uh, sleeve in good shape. And because it was such a big hit, it's not a huge dollar record. Of course, it was played all over the radio, and you still do hear it today sometimes. And this was a week of big, big artists because all five of these songs were big established artists that came in. And the next one was another hit by the group The Police, and it was off their album Synchronicity. And actually, this is a song. It's called Synchronicity 2 on the AM label. And um, it came in at 34 that week and would go to 16 nationally. So it wasn't a huge hit, but it was a moderate hit. I do remember hearing this quite a bit on the radio. Kind of an odd-sounding record for them, a little different. But it shows a picture of the group on the picture sleeve on the front. And a picture of them on the back. And with the picture sleeve, it's it's about a five to six dollar record with the police and synchronicity. And um, like I said, we did get some airplay on it. Next song to come in was actually a comeback for this group, and they were known as Prague Rock. And their biggest hit so far had been in 1972 called Roundabout. And I'm talking about the group Yes. And this song was called Owner of a Lonely Heart, and it came in at 37 and went to number one for two weeks. So it was a huge, huge record and a big comeback for them. And it does have a picture sleeve, and it's a gray picture sleeve with a kind of a yes emblem on the front and some writing on the back. And they recorded for the Atco label for this album, the gray Atco label from the early 80s. And uh, with the picture sleeve, because it was the number one song, it's not a huge, valuable record. Probably 4 to $5 with a good um, good condition picture sleeve. But it, it was a massive hit. Got a ton of airplay um, and still hear it a lot today. And it's the one that, that caused their comeback. And that's, yes, Owner of a Lonely Heart. Next song was the a big hit for Elton John. It came in at 38. It was called, I guess that's why they call it the Blues. And he was still on the Geffen label at that time. And it was from his album, Too Low for Zero. And it was kind of a mid-tempo song and would turn out to be one of his biggest hits. It went to number four. And it was his first top 10 since 1980 in Little Genie. So he was kind of on the comeback trail as well. And this is a very recognizable song. Got a ton of airplay as well. And because it was such a big hit, not a very valuable record at all. 
$4 or so, but the picture sleeve is kind of hard to find. It just shows a picture of him, his face and the shadows, black and white on the cover. And the sleeve, uh, probably worth just as much as the record, maybe a little bit more. But with the sleeve, it's probably a 6 to $7 record, and that's Elton John. I guess that's why they call it the blues. And the last song to come in that week was probably by the biggest group so far that was still having hits, and that's the Rolling Stones. And they came in at 39 with this one called Undercover of the Night. And um, it was kind of a live cut, I believe. Um, so it had some live sounds on it, but it did have the picture sleeve. And um, it's from the album. Let's see what album that's from. It's from the album Undercover, simply called. And it was recorded in 83. And the album is not that hard to find. This, the record is not that hard to find either, but it is the Rolling Stones. So it came in at 39. would go top 10 for them, number nine nationally. So that was a pretty big hit. And um, not one of their more valuable records. I'd say maybe a $5 record with the picture sleeve, but it's still one that you hear today. And it's Undercover of the Night by... Rolling Stones. So that brings us to the last week, and we're around Thanksgiving of 1983. And there were four songs to come in that week in the top 40, and there are two in the Hot 100 I'm going to talk about. And the first one was by a brand new artist I'd never never heard of before. His name was um, Matthew Wilder, and the song is called Break My Stride, and it got a ton of airplay. Pretty big hit for him nationally. It's on the Private Eye label, which was um, a label that was out in this time from the early 80s. It's from the album I Don't Speak the Language and uh, did not have a picture sleeve, but it got a ton of airplay and so much so it's very recognizable. You still hear it today. And um, it was a top 10 record for him, too. But um, that's Break My Stride by Matthew Wilder. Came in, coming in at 37 that week. Uh, the next song to come in at number 38 would turn out to be Barry Manilow's last top 40 hit. And it was called Read em and Weep. And it's not not a song that I listened to a lot. It was it was a ballad, and I wasn't really into ballads back, much back then. But it came in at 38 and would go to 18. So it's a pretty decent hit for him on the Arista label. And it was from his Greatest Hits Volume 2 album and did not have a picture sleeve. And this is a song you usually do not hear much nowadays, and that's Read Em and Weep by Barry Manilow, probably a 2 to $3 record with the Arista blue uh, sleeve, no picture sleeve with that one. And the next song to come in also peaked at number 18 was by the family group DeBarge. I believe they were from the Detroit area. It's called Time Will Reveal. Came in at 39, and like I said, went to 18, and it's on the Gordy label, another ballad for them. They were known for that. This was their third one in a row. And In a Special Way was the name of the album. Not a particularly hard or valuable record to find, and one that did get airplay when it was out, but that's as, um, not too much today, and that's Time Will Reveal by DeBarge. And the last song I'm going to talk about that hit the top 40 the week of November 26th 1983 was by Kim Carnes, and it's called Invisible Hands. And it's not one that you hear much at all because it only got to number 40, and that's as high as it got. And it fell off the charts within a week or two. It's from the EMI uh, label, her, her label, and it was from the album Cafe Racers. And it did have a picture sleeve, and it just um, shows a white sleeve with a pocket watch and her name across it, and it's called Invisible Hands, kind of a mid-tempo song. 
not one you hear much nowadays and probably not much value, three to four dollars on Kim Carnes' record, but it only made it to number 40. And the two songs I want to talk about that hit the Hot 100 that week, one of them was by the Talking Heads, and it's called This Must Be the Place, parentheses, Naive Melody. And this is a really cool song by them. It came in at 85, would go to 62 nationally. So it wasn't top 40, but it was a really cool song. And I remember hearing the song in the movie Wall Street for some reason. The song sticks in my head. It's from the uh, album Speaking in Tongues on the Sire label. And it did have a picture sleeve. Um, and the picture sleeve just shows a bunch of hands and feet on the cover. Kind of cool. And same on the back. And the picture sleeve is probably worth maybe $10. Talking Heads do bring some money. And this particular record, if you have a stock copy, is probably about $10. So it's probably about a $20 record if you have the picture sleeve. And that's the Talking Heads. This must be the place. And the last song I'm going to talk about that hit the Hot 100 that week was by uh, the soul group Midnight Star. And it's called Wet My Whistle. Comes in at number 90 and went to 61. Kind of an upbeat dance song that you heard a lot on the R&B stations. From their album, No Parking on the Dance Floor. It's on Solar um, was a label. Probably a 3 to $4 record. I remember playing this song a lot when I was DJing. It was a good danceable song. And that's Wet My Whistle by Midnight Star. And that brings us to the first week of December, 1983, and it was dated the 3rd, and there were five songs to come in the top 40 that week, and the first one was by a group that hadn't had a hit since 1980, three years before, and their biggest hit was What I Like About You, and this became a huge hit for them. Talking about the romantics, it's called Talking In Your Sleep. It came in at 29, went to number three nationally, so it was a big, big hit for them. Spent three weeks at number three, but that's as high as it got. Very recognizable, upbeat rock and song on the Nemperor Records label, and that was their label. And it's from the album In Heat, and no picture sleeve with this one, but a big, big record and not a valuable record since it was such a big hit for the Romantics, Talking In Your Sleep. Next song was um, a follow-up to All Night Long by Lionel Richie. It's called Running With The Night, another big hit for him. Came in at 35, went to number seven nationally. And he was on fire at that time, having a lot of big hits from his album Can't Slow Down on Motown. And what can I say about this one? Big, big record, got a lot of airplay, very danceable, not a ballad for him, and did not have a picture sleeve. So it's probably about a 2 to $3 record for Lionel Richie running with the night. Next song to come in right behind it. I need to refresh my voice a little bit here. It was by the Southern Rock Band, 38 Special. It's called If I Had Been the One, and it has a picture sleeve, and it's from their album Tour de Force, and a very upbeat rocking song. One of my favorites by them. It came in at 36, would only go to 19 nationally on the A&M label, and one you heard a lot on the album rock stations, and it did cross over, did hear it on Top 40. Probably about a 3 to $4 record with I Had Been the One by 38 Special. And the song that came in behind it was by Cool and the Gang, and they were still having hits, and they were on the Delight label, all their records were. And this one was called Joanna, and it was kind of a ballad for them, and it was a really big hit. It went all the way to number two for one week, so just missed number one. Um, it's from their album In the Heart, and it got a ton of airplay, still hear it today. And uh, not a bad record by them, but not really, really a huge dance record, but still a decent hit for them, Cool and the Gang and Joanna. And the last song I'm going to talk about that came in that week 
pretty obscure. Came in at 39, would only go to 35, and it was the last top 40 hit for the Stray Cats. And it's called I Want to I Won't Stand in Your Way. And I actually had to play this because I was like, I don't remember what this sounds like because I haven't heard it. It's from Rant and Rave with the Stray Cats and was on the EMI label. And like I said, only made it to 35, did not get much airplay around here at all and did not have a picture sleeve. Kind of a hard record to find, too. I've only seen a stock copy a couple times and um, no picture sleeve with this one. But the Stray Cats are kind of cool anyway. But this was not a very upbeat song. If I'm, It was kind of a a mid-tempo song for them, and that's I Won't Stand in Your Way by the Stray Cats. And that brings us to the next week of December, Billboard, and it was dated uh, December the 10th, uh, 1983. And there were five more songs that came in the top 40 that week. And the first one and the highest one was by Ray Parker Jr. And he had split from radio and was now having a pretty big solo hit career and this is called I Still Can't Get Over Loving You from the uh, from the album Woman Out of Control that's what my voice is right now on Arista with the Arista sleeve no picture sleeve and it was a pretty big hit for him it hit number 12 and you still hear it quite a bit on the adult contemporary stations and yacht rock stations because they do play this song uh, not a valuable record for Ray Parker um, probably about three to four dollar record uh, next song I'm going to talk about was probably one of the biggest hits for the group Genesis. And of course, Phil Collins was having a solo career by now, but he was also still in Genesis. And this was called That's All. And very recognizable, very big hit for them. Came in at 34 and would go to number six nationally and got a ton of airplay. And this 45 um, actually has the album a label on it, kind of a flowery label. So I guess you could say it's a custom label. And the other side basically has Second Home by the Sea on it, which is also a good song. But the thing about this record is it did have a picture sleeve, but the picture sleeve is very, very hard to find. And it's very generic. It's only, it's just a brown sleeve with That's All by Genesis on it. And I've only seen it a couple times and I picked it up and I'm not sure it could even be a promo sleeve, even though it doesn't say it on the sleeve, but I'd say it's about a $10 sleeve because you can't find it. I've never hardly seen it. The record itself is not hard but the sleeve is. So I'd say it's about a $15 combination with the record in the sleeve. Next song I'm going to talk about was another big number one song, and it was their biggest, Culture Club. Karma Chameleon came in at 35, would go all the way to number one for three weeks. And boy, do I remember this song. This was all over the radio. I remember it being played on New Year's celebrations. It was just huge. And it's got Boy George on the cover of the picture sleeve and a picture of the group on the back. And um, just a huge, huge record for them. And actually, probably the one that I remember the most from Culture Club was this one. And uh, not a very valuable record because it was such a big hit. I'd say 3 to $4. The sleeve is probably worth just as much as the record. And that's Karma Chameleon by Culture Club. And the next song I'm going to talk about was the very first hit from a brand new artist who I'd never heard of. And her name was Madonna, and I'd never heard of her before. She came in at 39 and would go to 16 with Holiday. And I remember hearing this song and thinking, you know, she's got a decent voice. She's probably going to have more hits. Uh, little did I know she would turn out to be a huge artist, but this was her very first top 40 hit. And because it was her first, uh, Madonna's got some value to her record. So I'd say this is a $10 to $15 record if you can find it in good shape. And it was simply from her album, Madonna. And at the time, she was very unknown, but she quickly became big after this. But this was 
her first, and that's Holiday by Madonna. No picture sleeve with this one. And the last song I'm going to talk about uh, just squeaked in the top 40, only made it as high as number 40, and I believe it was from a movie called Yentl, and I'm talking about Barbara Streisand, and it's called The, May the Way He Makes Me Feel. And um, it's on the Columbia label. It's a ballad for her. And for some reason, I have not been able to find a stock copy of this. I have a promo, but I don't have a stock. Not sure why. I haven't really concentrated on looking for it, but I need to get one. Not a very valuable record. I'd say 3 to $4, but it's just one that's eluded me. Now, it does have a picture sleeve, and it shows her on the cover in short hair in a period costume and just uh, words on the back of the sleeve. Um, not a sleeve you hear you see too often. Um, I'd say it's probably a four to five dollar sleeve. The record is, like I said, is not very valuable. Did not get a ton of airplay around here since it only made number 40. I barely remember hearing it. But that's Barbara Streisand and the way he makes me feel. And that should be wrapping it up for this edition of Spinning Singles. I'm Todd, and we're going to finish out the year of 1983 next week. And I also want to talk to you about the bubbling under for that year of 1983. So I don't know if we'll have time to get into that. We might. Um, but I will work out a countdown for that as well. And I will see you next week.